Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast, where we explore the travel lifestyle. You can find us online at WTEPodcast.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter at WTE Podcast, or you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. I'm Mike Margulies. I'm calling in today from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, and our guest today is Supriya Williamson uh, in Ewing, New Jersey. Supriya, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm um, great. Uh, and so, Supriya, you just returned back to the States. Um, you've been serving for the past three years in Botswana, working for the Peace Corps. That's correct. <laughs> and uh, yes, you were ta- I'd love to hear, I guess in your own words, maybe uh, folks might be interested to hear more about that experience. Mm-hmm. You were working uh, you know, with HIV AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear more about that in your own words. Sure. So... Um, basically, Peace Corps of Botswana is um, focused, like you said, on HIV-AIDS. So we have four different sectors. Um, some people work in schools, which is what I did, and we're called Life Skills Volunteers. Um, and basically, what what the goal was was to teach um, teach kids life skills, basic um, skills that they need, like decision-making skills, how to set goals, um, how to reach your goals. Um, self-awareness, general confidence, things like that, um, with the idea that with they, when, once they have those life skills, they will be less likely to engage in risky behavior and right. um, contract HIV. So it was a kind of a prevention thing and also just to, you know, help kids lead, lead more successful lives. So I was working in a, for my first two years in a um, boarding school, a primary boarding school. Um, so that was with ages... Um, six all the way up to about like 12 or 13. Um, yeah, so we had a, yeah. about 500 kids at our school. Cool. So. So, ba- so the idea is kind of like you're teaching just general sort of responsibility mm-hmm. ideas and skills, and the hope is that would also translate into you know, uh, people living in more responsible you know, sexual lives as well right, or, right. Or, or drugs or whatever it is that, you know, makes people at risk for HIV and AIDS yeah, exact- in that area. Yeah, exactly. So ch- trying to just give kids those, um, you know, a lot of them, a lot of these, a lot of our kids didn't have parents. I mean, since HIV is such a big problem, you have a lot of kids that are growing up as orphans. Um, so a lot of the kids are orphans or right. like at my school, they're... So it compounds on itself. Right, kind of. exactly. So they're not gaining those basic life skills that a lot of us take for granted um and even even just like being being aware of themselves being aware of what they're interested in and what they want to do and what makes them happy and what makes them sad all those kind of basic things that we just assume you know that we tend to take for take, granted yeah. um that kids really you have they have to be taught and no one's no one's teaching them if they don't have parents you know so um that's what our goal was to try to get these life skills taught and and not just for us to teach them but to also train teachers um to carry it on because you know we're only in any given place for two years and then you know peace corps the goal of peace corps is to be sustainable so um yeah so you have to train kind of your own uh successors basically right yeah you have to you have to yeah, the the whole so the, the whole model of Peace Corps is um, sustainability. So whenever you're doing any project, you're supposed to have a counterpart um, and be teaching them along the way, and not just doing it on your own. Which you know already makes a pretty hard job even harder, um, especially right. when you don't necessarily have buy-in right away from the people that you're working with. Um, so you so they just didn't like understand the value of what you were 
the skills you're teaching? Yeah, I mean, the, the problem was um, there was this curriculum that the government wanted um, these teachers to integrate into their into their daily curriculum um, or their daily lessons. But the pro the major problem with it was they didn't think about the fact that a it wasn't tested, so the teachers knew that there there wasn't going to be really any accountability uh, for it. Right. And B, they were already struggled to get their regular curriculum in. Um, so trying to fit something else, they just, you know, they, they weren't interested in squeezing something else into their curriculum. Right. Um, and I think, right. yeah, you're right. It probably does come from maybe not understanding the value. And even if they get it in theory, um, in practice, it was it was really hard to implement. So, right. Um, well, yeah. if they also, if they're not getting like tested on it, you know, they don't have any, uh, you know, some direct feedback or anything that right. comes back to them. So their performance or, I, I don't know, but I guess yeah. they get a raise or whatever they're rated on. Um, yeah, if it's not related to that, I could see how they maybe don't have the incentive right. to care as much. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and the other problem is teachers in Botswana are also just in general not that motivated. I mean, it's... Um, in Botswana, it's not people don't go into teaching like they do here, like for the love of it. It seems in general like I, we saw, you know, and it wasn't just at my school. A lot of my friends that worked in schools, um, teacher. It's a it's a pretty good job. It's a government job. It's you know pretty stable. You don't get fired. Um, so people go into it so that they have like a steady you know a steady income, and right. they weren't. It, they weren't really doing it because they cared that much. Right. Um, so <laughs> that makes it even harder because they, you know, they were like already sort of apathetic. They just wanted to get the curriculum done and then trying to tell them to do more work was just like not, right. <laughs> did not go over that well. So like how do you deal with that though? How do you get the buy-in from these guys that are, you know, ultimately going to determine in the future how, you know, how uh, success, successful it is? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the million dollar question. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think for me, what was the big thing was um, just building up the trust from in the first mm. place. And I mean, that's why Peace Corps. So good relationships. Yeah, that's why I Peace guess. Corps is yeah. two years long. I mean, and, and sometimes it feels like it's not even long enough because you need like even that first year to really get your foot in like foot in the door of really having people like trust you and believe that your projects have value and that you're really right. there to do something good and that you're sticking around, you know, cause maybe they'll say, you'll hear you say, Oh, I'm here for two years, but they might think we don't know if she's really going to stay and we don't really know if this is right. like really going to be worth it. Um, so for me, it was like really building up the relationships with the, with the teachers, um, doing a lot of little things, um, like what, what they say in Peace Corps is kind of you, your first year, you're lighting a lot of fires, so to speak, and then whichever pot boils first, you know, those are the ones you focus on. So um, you kind of like put out a lot of ideas. So what I is always just like talking to people, talking about what's wrong, talking about what they need, what they're interested in, and, and sort of coming up with the projects together. So Right. If, Get, yeah. yeah. So they're part of a creative process right. and they have more right. of a stake in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if it's something that a teacher comes up with themselves, then obviously, like you said, they're they're part of it right. and then they're going to be a lot more interested in helping you than if you're just coming in and saying, this is what we should do. You know? So right. you kind of like, I kind of was just constantly throwing out ideas like, well, why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? And then if somebody would latch on to something, then that was the one we would go with, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. I, I think that um, that relates to, I guess, a lot of things in life, right, mm -hmm. where it, it ends up coming down to uh, relationships right. a lot of the time at the end of the day. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, getting just 
yeah, instead of just telling somebody, right. I guess, if, you know, okay, this is how you do things. Right. Like uh, a lot of projects, mm-hmm. and you tend to get done better when it's, hey, we're working on this thing together. Yeah. Um, and everyone feels like yeah, they're part of it and they yeah. came up with it, you know. Exactly. And I, I mean, I think in Peace Corps especially, it's most volunteers would agree, I think, or at least the ones I worked with, um, was at the end of the day when they ask you, you know, you're closing, you're closing service and they ask you at your exit interview, like, you know, what what are you the most proud of? And a lot of volunteers, and myself included, would say, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the relationships I built. Mm. Um, mm. Because really with those kids especially and even with the adults like the way that you're making a difference in their life is showing them that you care and just building that relationship maybe can do a lot more than even any of your projects any of that concrete stuff and um, so that is actually re- a really really important part of Peace Corps well, and in life like you said but yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's true like I it's funny because it, it comes up actually a lot in the show we've had mm-hmm. a different diverse array of guests and like more than anything else that's the thing that people bring up is right. oh yeah it was about the, whatever various things people were doing right. uh, it's the relationships ends up being like the big thing and for me too yeah. that was the case as well right so it's a uh, yeah I think it's pretty a pretty universal thing and I mean and especially with when it comes to service, I think too, um, mm. it's you 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 can be a lot more successful if you are working with people and being supported yeah. by each other and listening to each other. You know, definitely. And ultimately, you're trying to help people, right. and so like the best way you can help someone is really is through that you know that solid foundation. Yeah, of, exactly. You know, and hear, and hearing them, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, like, what what got you involved in the first place uh, in Peace Corps? Like, what made you say, yeah, this is what I, uh, you know, I want to go to, I want to go to Africa mm-hmm. and I want to help kids with HIV and AIDS? Yeah, well, um, so I went to George Washington University for undergrad um, and majored in internet. I've been hanging out with some GW guys this weekend, actually. <laughs> oh. so it turns out, like, a, a fraternity, like, Founders Day event, actually. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I went to Maryland's, but yeah. we do, like, a joint event because we have the same oh, nice. uh, fraternity. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so I went to GW, um, and I loved it there, and um, I majored in international affairs, and so, you know, I was obviously interested in in traveling and global issues and things like that, Um, but what really got me involved, ended up leading me to Peace Corps, was the Alternative Breaks Program, um, which is where students do community service trips over there spring and winter breaks um, during college. And so I went on my first trip to New Orleans um, to build houses for Habitat for Humanity after Katrina. And that, like, really you know, sort of was a paradigm shift kind of for me um, and really shifted my focus towards towards service, and that was what I really became passionate about. So over my four years at mm-hmm. GW, I was really involved in the program. I led a bunch of trips, and I was like, ended up being the chairperson for my senior year um, and sort of like running the whole program um, or helping to run the whole program. Um, so when it came time to graduate, it just seemed like a really next natural step, I guess, to go on to Peace Corps um, because I had gotten this taste of doing these short service trips, but I really wanted to push myself further and see, you know, get out of my comfort zone and really, you know, immerse myself entirely in that whole process and in another culture and in another, you know, place and really see what it was like to not just go for a week and then come back, you know, just to move my whole life to being that, you know, being in service. So, 
Yeah, and, and at that time, you know, the application process has changed since I applied, but at that time you didn't choose where you went or you didn't know what you were going to be focused in. You just applied, and they assigned you where they thought you'd be most useful. So I got assigned to Botswana. Okay. Yeah. So you're basically, you wanted to do some kind of, you know, service work mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in the world right. and you stay there for a long time right. and you said sign me up put me somewhere yeah. I can help <laughs> exactly yeah so they've, they've just changed it now this year um, so now you can choose like your sector and your place um, which I have mixed feelings about because I don't know if I necessarily would have chosen Botswana but it ended up being great mm. you know like I met my husband while I was there so <laughs> oh, okay. yeah cool. um, so obviously it, you know it worked out well for me and I you know I and loved it, my service so <laughs> Yeah, but you stayed an extra year, right? Right. So you must have, uh, you know, really connected yeah, uh, yeah. with the work you were doing and the people there. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. So, like, I guess the ne- next natural question I would ask you is sort of, uh, now you've done mm-hmm. three years uh, working, uh, doing a lot of great service work abroad. Mm-hmm. You're back home in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, so I guess you're looking at going back to school, you were saying mm-hmm. to me, I think, before the call. Yeah, what's kind of next for you? Yeah, so um, right now I'm in the – I've applied to doctor, doctoral programs for clinical psychology, actually. So cool. I'm sort of changing paths but still focusing, like we were saying, on relationships and talking to mm. people and listening to people. And I think my biggest takeaway from – Peace Corps was like we were just talking about was um, for me that making those connections with people that's where I felt most useful and that's where I felt like I had made the most difference Um, and especially in my last year I worked um, my third year I I moved villages Um, so my my first two years I was in a little tiny village it was about about 500 people total in the village and then 500 kids that boarded at the school Um, so you know that was the whole real Peace Corps experience like you hear about with no running water and a little hut and, um, (laughs) you know, out in the middle of nowhere. So I had that my first two years. And then my third year, I moved to this bigger village that was more like a tourist town. Um, I mean, still still small, but, you know, we had grocery stores and things like that. Um, And I had had running water in my house and stuff. So that, for my third year, I worked at an NGO that um, provided support for orphans and vulnerable children. Um, in that town. So that was, um, you know, for, for me, I was like even more building those close relationships because it was a smaller community and it was kids we were seeing like outside of a school setting. Um, so they open up to you more and, you know, it was like a more of a mentorship role. Um, so that was just really rewarding and building those relationships. So I decided I wanted to sort of make that into a career, um, and come back here and go back to school for psychology. So that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so it kind of sounds like you. Um, I mean, you had an interest to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like you wanted to help people. You wanted right. to go out abroad. Yeah, uh, do all that awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, you, in doing that, you uh, you found um, you know kind of an overlapping area there, right. I guess, right? Yeah, um, where to pivot to your next sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and I don't think I def- ever maybe would have. I don't know if I ever would have landed on this as like the career for me if I hadn't done Peace Corps. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely changed my life <laughs> for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I I can definitely relate to that. How you know the traveling mm-hmm. uh, for a long time can really kind of help you to figure out right. some of your what you're interested in. Yeah, and I mean um, and it and it wasn't just um 
from the work, you know, the, the, and that that was a huge part of it. But it was also, I mean, you you really do a lot of soul searching and self discovery and stuff, especially when you're living in this tiny village by yourself and you're the only right. American and um, you're the only you live by, you know, you're living alone in this little house and, you know, honestly a lot of Peace Corps, you have a lot of downtime and you <laughs> we do work hard, but yep. you also have a lot of time where, you know, your meeting got cancelled last minute or whatever, you know, you, your job is like not really a 9 to 5, you know um, right. so you have a lot of time where you're just like sitting in the middle of nowhere, you don't really have internet ever and you know internet or cell phone receptions down and you don't have anything to do but kind of like sit and think um and it was really actually really valuable time i think to figure out who i was and what i wanted and um yeah it's it's something that a lot of people don't really do that often is just sit no it's true (laughs) um very true yeah (laughs) still in stillness um there's there's a lot you can learn. Actually, there's a really mm-hmm. good TED Talk. Do you know Pico Iyer is? No. Um, well, he's got... Um, I can, I'll attach a, uh, send you a link, and I'll show... For folks who want to he- mm-hmm. see this as well, I'll put it on the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a really good TED Talk called um, Finding Home, I think it's called. But he basically talks about the value of travel, but then also circles it back to the value of stillness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something... Um, yeah, I definitely agree with. I mean, yeah. for me, um, the... The experience I I did one of these vipassana meditation courses at one point in my travel. Mm-hmm. So this is like ten days of uh, not of silence, talking, yeah, sil- yeah, <laughs> silence and meditation, mm-hmm. and that was um, you know my I guess analogous experience to what you had. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I I definitely can relate to that. How it's in that um, that stillness and that silence mm-hmm. um, where you really find things out about yourself. Yeah, um, definitely. So I can imagine if you're in spending you know, a couple of years right. out in Botswana and you don't, yeah, uh, you definitely will touch up, figure out a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So. And you also just like learn how to, like before I went to Peace Corps sitting and doing nothing, I'd always have like sort of an anxious feeling of like, I ha- I'm I supposed to be doing something. I have to be productive. But, right. You know, that's like a very American thing, I think. Um, yeah. Be, you have to be busy. You <laughs> have to be busy. Otherwise you feel guilty, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, that time in Peace Corps, you just learn how to like just really do nothing, and it's it, it's pretty it's a pretty cool experience. And I mean, you learn a lot of patience too. I mean, like my um, my village was five kilometers, so that's like three miles um, from a main road, so it was like five kilometers of dirt road. And then um, when I like just just to go grocery shopping, for example, I would have to either like walk those five kilometers and then hitchhike. 30 more kilometers to the um, grocery store or sit and wait for a ride if I had a lot of stuff with me that I couldn't carry for an hour walk or whatever. Um, So I spent a lot of time just sitting on a rock under a tree (laughs) waiting for someone to come along and drive me home or drive me out or um, (laughs) whatever. So you just like get so much patience that you never thought, you know, you tap into some other kind of, I don't know, way of being where you just could sit patiently and just sit there. And I, and I can already see myself slipping back into this now with a smartphone and this and that. You're like constantly like, I have to be entertained, yep. you know? <laughs> yeah. I've slipped a little bit back into yeah. it myself. Yeah. It's hard Cause I had this, <laughs> yeah, it really is yeah. hard. Like it, it was much easier. Yeah. When traveling to sort of just be content, like, yeah, I'm just kind of living, right. doing my thing. Yeah. And yeah, it's absolutely for me, for since being home, um, for a couple of months, it's it's starting to kind of get getting out. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, oh, 
what am I doing with myself? Right. I need to be doing something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. it's a hard, it's, and it's hard to balance that, you know, once all those things that I was like, oh, I'm going to make sure I remember that when I get back. And it's like, I've only been back in the States for two weeks. I mean, I've been traveling for like a month after Vs Corp, but back in the States for two weeks and it's already like, you know, exactly getting back into that. So it's good to remind ourselves, you know, like yeah, it's okay yeah. to not be constantly looking at a screen or constantly entertained or constantly doing something. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I should be better at this by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always hard. I mean, you come back into this culture and everyone else is doing it. So right. it's, it's hard. We're very influenced by, um, yeah, the culture around right. us. Right, so. yeah. It is very easy to slip in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, cool. Um, well, let's see. I I guess another thing I, I would like to ask you is, mm-hmm. uh, so now um, I already know one thing you want to do, mm-hmm. um, which is go and uh, you know, just keep studying, but what's something else that you want to do in your life um, anytime in your life before it's all over? <laughs> oh, that's a big question. <laughs> um I don't know. I mean, I I definitely want to keep traveling. I mean, there's lots of places I still haven't been, um, a lot of things I still want to do, a lot of places I still want to see. I mean, um, and I'd like to, I mean, I'd like to somehow with my career, like combine traveling and international work um, with psychology. So using that, um, using psychology to help you know, underserved communities, um, internationally. So I'd like to, um, become, you know, maybe, maybe work for an organization that helps refugees or immigrants or, you know, sort of like combining those, um, those interests into one thing. Um, I still, I mean, I still want to have a family. I still want to have kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Mean, it'll be, I think it'll be nice to be settled for a little while. <laughs> I can relate yeah, to that. <laughs> um, I think I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to settling down for a bit um, and being in one place and being with yep. family and, like I said, raising a family. Um, and, yeah, I mean, who knows? I it's The future is sort of wide open right now. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, I know that feeling yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, I don't, you know, who knows? It's it's so hard to really plan. I've learned too because you never know what's li- what life's gonna hand you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we can we can plan all we want, but <laughs> who knows what's gonna happen? So. <laughs> Uh, yeah absolutely yeah we try it we always try try. to like plan everything right (laughs) Right. you know like everything all intricately planned but then you know something always happens and our plans always just change yeah exactly even like with me and my extension like I was never planning on extending for a third year when I left I remember my sister was like it's two things you can't do. You can't meet somebody while you're over there and move to Africa, and you can't extend your service for another year. <laughs> and uh, of course, fa- yeah, of course X-X. I did both of those things. Right. So. <laughs> and I was like, no way. I'm not going to meet anybody. What are you talking about? Like, no, no way, and I'm not going to extend. I mean, two years Surprise. is long enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, of course, I ended up being there for over three years. And <laughs> Well, I, that's not yeah. a bad thing, though. I, I think um, you know you're doing you were doing the thing that felt right for you right. Uh, yeah. at the time, so that's that's always good. And, yeah. And yeah, and I I mean I definitely relate to what you're saying though. It's like after 
being gone for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely in this uh, similar phase. Where like, okay, yeah. some, that's why I'm back in Baltimore now. Right. It's sort of like, uh, you know, let's just stay still and be home for a while. Right. You know, yeah. Um, I think that's always. Um, I think that's a good thing. But yeah. again, it's like, yeah, like you're saying. Um, I don't necessarily know what my future brings either. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, staying open to the possibilities, right. I would say. is Yeah. Uh, I guess it's something you learn when you're out abroad for a while. Is uh, Definitely. How to be open to the possibilities. Yeah, because you don't, I mean, I think in Peace Corps and traveling in general, and it's what they always say in Peace Corps, like during our Peace Corps training, is to never have any expectations, you know? So right. you're always leaving yourself open to anything. And if you're not, like, so latched onto your plan, I think you can be a lot happier because then it's not like oh my plans went wrong it's like oh look what look what's happening now you know (laughs) um so it's yeah if you if you're not having those expectations and you're not attached to them and then you won't be sad if things change you'll be happy (laughs) yeah what's what's hard for me now actually being back in the states is i'm still trying to live that lifestyle Mm -hmm. um and this relates to what we're talking about before how Mm -hmm. it's like you know the culture around you kind of influences you and makes you maybe lose some of those right. lessons so to speak but i you know i'm trying to be kind of not have things super planned mm-hmm. or anything but i'm finding it's very difficult yeah. because my peers always <laughs> have, have things planned right. yeah I'll, I'll meet someone and say hey well let's let's hang out tomorrow right. and they're like oh i'm busy the rest of the week how about next week i'm like what <laughs> you're <laughs> we have to make plans a week ahead yeah, like exactly. uh, okay i guess i'm i don't have anything on my calendar next monday yeah. so that's cool with me i guess yeah, exactly. Um, I know. And um, especially, like, for, you know, for me, not, I, I graduated in 2011 from college, and so now exactly like all my peers have been established in careers for the past four years, uh, or have started careers for the past four years, and now I'm, like, sort of just getting started. So there is sort of that, like, element of, like, oh, like, did I do it wrong? But I don't think so. No, I don't think <laughs> yeah. so. I, no. There's... You know, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. There's no wrong way to live a life. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so it sounds like though you still got the um, the the travel bug in you. I mean, maybe sometimes yeah. stability, but you see yourself kind of being abroad again in the future. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. I mean, I mean, especially even my family is really international. Like, um, my dad's from India. He lives in India. Okay. Um, and my husband. What part of India? Um, he lives in Mumbai. Okay. Yeah, so we actually cool, were just cool. that was my first stop on my trip. Oh, cool! Actually, we were actually just there on our way back. We went uh, there first. Cool. Yeah. Um, so that side of the family is all there, and um, my husband's South African, so his family's in Joburg and Cape Town. Um, and then my brother is living in Sweden. Um, oh, I see. You've got lots of uh, family reasons to take you around. Yeah, and another brother in Brazil. <laughs> so. Oh wow. So we're all over the place. So I mean, it's definitely. I do not see myself going a long time without leaving the country. <laughs> Um, even it's just to visit other people, but, um, yeah, so it's, we're, it's very global family. Um, so it's a big part of, you know, who I am and who we are as collectively as a family too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool though. Yeah. So I definitely want to keep, I'll definitely be keeping that as part of my life. And with all these Peace Peace Corps friends, I know all my friends will be all over the place too. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Do you see yourself like living for an extended period um, in another country again? I don't know. It's um, it's hard to say. Like, right? You don't know the future. Yeah, of course. <laughs> exactly. It's hard to say. I mean, I know for the next five years I'll be here because that's I'm going to be doing my PhD. Um, so I have four years of school and then another year of internship that has to all be in the U.S. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm sure there'll be short 
obviously there'll be short trips in between there. Um, but then we'll see after five years that we might be ready to move somewhere else. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really not sure. I could see, I'm, I don't know. I don't see myself maybe ever living in Botswana again, but, um, you know, maybe South Africa or maybe Europe. Um, so yeah, yeah <laughs> I really don't know, <laughs> but I could see, see it. What I'm, the yeah, future brings. I'm, not, I'm not close to, <laughs> close to it. I'm definitely open to it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, really cool. Um, that's, I, I love this story. Um, I guess what, if somebody is listening, wants mm-hmm. to get involved with say Peace Corps, mm-hmm. what's the best place them to go? Like peacecorps.com or org, yeah, org or something? Peacecorps.gov. Yeah, okay. and there's an application, and like I said, the application's different now than it was when I applied, but they say that it's easier and faster, and um, you can choose where you go, but you don't have to choose. I would encourage people to be sort of let it be decided for you because I mean it's that's kind of exciting There's something part. fun about that yeah that's kind of <laughs> the exciting part of it is like you don't know where you're going to go and and the whole point of Peace Corps is being open to service and willing uh, to to go where you're needed and um also like I was saying about not having expectations if you're choosing somewhere or based on what the job description says I mean, right. you already have an expectation. Yeah, and I am pretty much guaranteed that that job description won't be what you're actually doing. <laughs> right. Um, because, like I said, Peace Corps is like very much you're figuring out as you go, and every community is different, and every job within that country is going to be different. Um, so if it says, like, you know, on, on my job description about my life skills job, I mean, yeah, I did some of the stuff it said, but you do a lot other other different things, too. You know, like I said, I built a library, and, you know, that wasn't ever, wasn't in my job description. Well, that so. wasn't in the, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like if you're tied to that job and thinking, oh, I'm going to gain these certain, these specific um, technical skills, you won't, but you're going to gain a lot of, you know, valuable skills no matter what. So, I don't know, I guess my advice would just be not tied to anything that is how I was explaining it on the on the website and be open to just going where you're needed and it'll be great no matter what I think <laughs> yeah I think that's pretty solid yeah. advice actually I, 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 I will second that advice yeah. I haven't done Peace Corps but I, I like the attitude behind it yeah. so I'll I'll second that yeah. <laughs> cool very cool yeah. um, cool well Supriya yeah. thank you so much for coming on the show this is sure. awesome chat thanks for having me <laughs> Yeah, my pleasure, and uh, you know, I think folks will, you know, I'm sure there are folks listening that have thought about doing some kind of service work abroad, and yeah. they uh, definitely find this information really helpful. Yeah, I mean, um, I can't, I can't encourage it more. I mean, I think it was, uh, you know, it just such a such a valuable, valuable experience, and it doesn't matter what stage of life you're, you're at. I mean, we had a lot of people in our group that were, you know, I've been working for 20 years and then decided to do Peace Corps. So, I mean, even if it's like, oh, but I've already been out of college for a while, it's fine you mean any you yeah. can do it at any point you always have something to offer and you know it's really if you're thinking about it you should do it <laughs> definitely <Yeah>. definitely <laughs> cool. cool well i'll i'll link up um on the show notes with this episode i'll link up to peace corps mm-hmm. and uh, i guess this ted talk i mentioned that's all folks you can find that at wtepodcast.com um and again you can also subscribe to us on itunes soundcloud stitcher uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter at WTE Podcast. So, you know, please subscribe, share, all this good stuff. Um, Supriya, thanks again for coming on. Sure, thanks again for having and, me. Um, yeah, my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you folks for listening. 
to this episode of Walking the Earth podcast. Uh, We will catch you next time. Next time on Walking the Earth podcast, Mike has a conversation with Shana Crumley, who is currently serving in Columbia for the Peace Corps. There she's working on multiple projects, but her main project is working with public school students to teach them English. Hear about her experiences in Columbia, her frustrations, her joys, her perspectives of working in the Peace Corps next time on Walking the Earth Podcast at WTEPodcast.com. Thank you.